coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma. We are here to help you get that project done. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. That's 888-666-3974. For those of you that don't like to fumble around looking for all of those letters on the telephone keypad, I hate that because I'd always get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's 888-666-3974. Well, it is the end of the summer. It's still pretty warm out there, but fall is around the corner. So if you've got a project or two in mind that you'd like to get an early jump on, that's a great topic for us. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. If you want some tips to extend your summer, maybe you're enjoying this lovely weekend and hoping that it stays this way for a long time, we might want to talk about how you can add some heat to your deck. That's a great project for this time of year. Whatever's on your mind, we'd love to talk about it. 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, cooler fall weather means it's time to throw open those windows and let the fresh air in. That is, of course, if you can open those windows, if you're finding some of them just won't open at all, or if they're just plain old drafty windows, now's a good time to think about replacing them with energy-efficient windows. The really good news is that now replacing windows can be a do-it-yourself project. Yes, it is a DIY project to remove and replace a window. Why? Well, because the technology has changed to make it possible to do just that. We'll tell you all about it in just a bit. And also ahead this hour, we're going to tell you why pets and home improvement projects don't always mix. We've got a few tips to keep your furry friends safe when you're taking on a DIY project. Plus, this is a good time of year for a little water heater maintenance. We're going to have some step-by-step advice on how to drain your water heater to release all of that sediment that builds up. And this way, we'll keep it running very efficiently. That's right. And this hour, we're giving away a very cool tool. It's the Roto Saw from Roto Zip, a powerful cutting tool that will help you with all of your projects, including tile, plastic, and laminate. It's worth 70 bucks. Going to go out to one caller drawn at random from those that reach us on today's show. So why not let that be you? Pick up the phone, call us, 888-MONEY-PIT. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? All right. Now we've got Pastor Chris on the line who's doing to uh, looking to do some repairs at the church. Tell us what's going on. Uh, hi there. Uh, well, I'm a pastor of a church, like you said, and we have raised about $4,600 and we want to put a new floor down. And okay. we were okay. thinking about doing carpeting, and we were concerned that the high traffic would make that difficult to keep nice. And so we thought we would, might use laminate flooring. I think it's a good choice. And, you know, there are a wide variety of uh, qualities out there. But since it's a commercial use, I would use a commercial-grade laminate flooring. Now, laminate flooring, Chris, can look just like hardwood. It can look like stone. It could look like tile. So you have a lot of options and in terms of the of the appearance of the floor. Installation is easy. It Most of it locks together. There's a very thin underlayment that goes under. You don't attach it or glue it to the floor in a way that it just, just sort locks of snaps together. together. You leave a little gap around the outside and then you trim with molding to cover that gap. And then the floor just kind of rides there. It floats. And uh, it's good stuff. Uh, you might want to take a look at the website for lumberliquidators.com. Uh, they're a major supplier of uh, of laminate flooring. They've been a sponsor of our show for a long time. And they've got some good stuff, and they've got some great prices. Okay, great. We were a little concerned with the laminate flooring, whether or not if people spill, like, coffee on the floor, if we mop it up fairly quickly, we were, we were wondering whether it would start buckling or peeling, no, or no. would we have trouble with that? 
I raised three kids on a laminate floor, and it's really pretty indestructible stuff. The only time I've ever heard anyone having any sort of issue with a laminate is in a, a flood situation where water got underneath the laminate between the subfloor and the laminate itself, and that caused an issue. If you're spilling something on the surface, you're not going to have a problem. Okay. Okay. Well, that answers my question. How would I know the di- difference? When I look at the website, will it tell me that it's a commercially-based product? or There's a test called a Tabor abrasion test where they spin an abrasive disc into the surface, and that dictates how durable it is. And so okay. they should have information on that if you call them up. Uh, they'll give you information on what the most uh, appropriate uh, products are for your particular use. All right. Well, very good. I appreciate your time. You're welcome, Chris. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. All right. Now we've got Elaine in North Carolina who's dealing with a porch that seems to be falling apart. Tell us what's going on. Well, the porch was originally some kind of cement. We're not sure what. And when the uh, inspector for termites came around, he said, you're... Right up next to your house, it's very, or next to the kitchen underneath the house, it's very damp. And he was looking around on top. He said, you've got a crack right there between your stoop, your porch, and the house. Right. Where it just runs from one side to the other, you know. Okay. So I said, okay, well, I'll just close that up with a little bit of cement. You know, so I thought, well, make it look right and do right. I just cement the whole porch. And guess what? It all cracked and fell out, right? Right. Okay. And you know why? Because you can't patch a concrete porch with, with cement. You have to use a, a patching compound, usually epoxy-based. There are certain types of uh, epoxy-based cements that are sticky and designed to adhere well to that uh, raw concrete. If you try to put uh, new concrete against old concrete, as soon as you get some water and some frost even there, it just breaks apart and falls out and just becomes rubble. So what should I use? Should I pull out all of the porch, then all the that top layer? I'd definitely get rid of all the loose stuff. Okay. And then I would use an epoxy um, patching compound. You can pick one up from uh, any home center that sells Quickcrete products, Q-U-I-K-R-E-T-E. They have patching uh, cements that are designed specifically for this. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, nails, screws, paints, and other home improvement materials can pose danger to the four-legged members of your household, your pets. We're going to have tips for keeping those furry friends safe through all of your do-it-yourself projects after this. Uh, I'll take a ways to lose money at 1000 This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. Got a wood staining project to do? Finish faster. Introducing Flood One Coat Waterproofing Finish, the wood stain that lets you finish the same day you start. Most wood stains can't be applied until days after prep. Flood One Coat Waterproofing Finish can be applied just hours later. Learn more at flood.com. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti, and we want to hear from you here at the Money Pit. So pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, one caller who gets on the air with us this hour is going to win a very cool tool. We've got the Roto Saw from Roto Zip, and it's worth 70 bucks. And it's a versatile new spiral saw system that's specifically designed to tackle plunge and freehand cuts in nearly any building material that you'd like to try it on including tile, wood, plastic, laminate, you name it, it'll go right through. The Roto Saw is compatible with more than 20 different cutting bits. If you want to learn more about it, check out their website at rotozip.com or give us a call right now for your chance to win one today. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Now we've got Chuck in Pennsylvania on the line who needs some help in making a home purchase decision. How can we help you with that? Well, they're looking at a house to purchase and the house has radiant heat in the ceilings of the bedrooms. Okay. The house was built in the 70s, I guess, when they did that. Now, each bedroom has its own thermostat. Would that be efficient with that radiant heat like that, or would it be better to go with something like putting a heat pump in? Well, you have electric radiant heat. That's the most uh, one of the most expensive ways to heat the house. The reason it has individual thermostats is because each one is a separate circuit. Um, heat pumps will be a little more cost-efficient, uh, because heat pumps are interesting in that they're really two systems in one. One is electric resistance heat, which is designed for the hottest, I'm sorry, which is designed for the coldest periods. But most of the time it runs in the heat pump mode, which basically is sort of like an air conditioner that runs backwards. You know, uh, in the summer when you see like a window air conditioner and on the inside it's blowing cold air, on the outside it's blowing out hot air. If you could take that and flip it and blow the hot air in, that's kind of what a heat pump does. It reverses the refrigeration cycle, uh, but it only maintains that warm temperature for a two-degree spread between uh, what the thermostat's calling for and what it is in the house. So let's say, for example, in the house, it's um, you have the thermostat set at 70, and it falls to 69. The heat pump comes on, falls to 68. Heat pump stays on, falls to 67. Heat pump says, I can't keep up with this. And we're going to need to bring on the electric heat to kind of give us a little bit of a boost here. So it kind of works together. So the electric heat is is, is probably almost as expensive as the radiant. Um, the heat pump would be substantially less. So the thing is, though, if you do this, you're going to have to run ducts through the house. Do you have air conditioning in the house? Uh, yes, sir. And you have a ducted air conditioning system? Yeah, they're in the floor. The air conditioning's in All right. the floor. Well, and the heat's in the ceiling, which just seemed odd. Yeah, it's it seems backwards, totally backwards, right? It's backwards. Yes, well, listen, I mean, the ducks are at least in the right place for the for the um, you know for the heat to work. So I think in your situation, I would seriously consider a heat pump for those reasons. Okay. Well, what about a propane uh, gas fired stove? Another good option, but okay. just get a really efficient furnace, really okay. efficient propane furnace, high efficiency. Okay. Okay, that would be better than a heat pump, probably. Yeah, that would be less expensive than a heat pump, I think. Yep. Okay. Okay. Good luck, Chuck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, we love being your biggest cheerleaders when it comes to taking on a do it yourself project. But as pet owners ourselves, we also want to remind you to be sure to keep those pets safely out of the danger zone during the process. Here's why. Paints and solvents, well, they can cause anything from a minor stomach upset if it's ingested to chemical burns. Now, if your dog or cat mistakes a nail or a screw for a snack, it could cause damage to their intestines or even a blockage. And even fresh cement can irritate or be corrosive to the paws and skin of some pets. That's right. Just in case you want to keep phone numbers for your vet, 
an emergency vet, and the ASPCA Poison Control Center handy. And be ready to tell the vet or hotline what type of dog or cat you have, how much it weighs, what type of poison you believe it's ingested, and any symptoms your pet is having. And if you just want to avoid the whole risky situation, well, consider boarding your pet during the process. Or maybe just arrange a pet sleepover with a friend. Have your pet stay with one of his pet friends <laughs> or her pet friends, and they can have a pet pajama party and be out of the danger zone during those projects. Take care of them, folks, and they will continue to take care of you. 888-666-3974. All right. Lisa in Wisconsin is on the line with a basement finishing question, and she is one of our Facebook friends. Thanks, Lisa. Welcome. Hi. Um, we live in a small ranch house, and um, the base of our house is painted uh, a brown color right now. It's like the cement bricks. And I'd say it's about 20 inches from um, the ground up to the the first um, bit of siding. And I was wondering what kind of products are out there. Um, are there like panels or something that can cover that? I had seen something advertised on TV lately, some type of panel. And we're just wondering if um, you know of any good products out there that would work for that or if it's just easier just to go ahead and paint over the brown cement bricks. Well, I mean, you certainly could um, panelize it, and there are different systems out today. I know, know, for example, Owens Corning has a basement finishing system where they're kind of like pre-assembled sort of padded walls that are almost like office cubicles, I always think when I see them, um, that they attach to the walls. Um, you know, or or you could paint them. The thing is, if you're going to take any steps towards finishing your basement, Lisa, the first thing you want to do is make sure it's absolutely positively dry down there by being very careful to check the drainage at the foundation perimeter and making sure everything slopes away. Um, the second thing is that if you're going to put any kind of a paneled wall there, what you really need to do is to frame a wood wall in front of the brick. So that takes up some of the depth of the basement as well. But you're going to use a pressure-treated uh, bottom plate. That's what goes along the floor. And then you could frame a normal wall between that and the, the floor joists above. And then on top of that, you could add drywall. Now, in terms of the type of drywall, what you might want to consider is one that's fiberglass-faced and not paper-faced. Mm-hmm. And that's something from a company called um, Georgia Pacific, and that's known as Dens Armor Plus. And that's a fiberglass-faced drywall, and that's great for you know, applications where you have high moisture content, like a basement or a bathroom or even in oh, okay. a, you yep. know, a heavy duty kitchen or something like that. But it's great because it's fiberglass face. So you're removing that paper. So because of the moisture, you won't grow mold and it finishes the same way. And it's really not that much more expensive. So it's definitely worth it in this type of application. Okay. And then for the, um, attachments thing you said from Owens Corning, that that product was, and then the Georgia Pacific for the Fiberglass drywall? Well, Owens Corning makes a basement finishing system. If you Google that, uh, Owens okay. Corning basement finishing it's like system. panels that sort of, you know, stand up on their own and then have a, a piece that covers them. It, as Tom said, it's very cubicle-like, but it's gorgeous, and it can be done very well for a basement space. All right. Thank you very much, guys. You're welcome, Lisa. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Ron from Michigan on the line who's dealing with some uh, water in the basement. What's going on? Yeah, I have a... The, the wall in the basement, there is some water seeping through it. And uh, this house, I think, was built in 1968. I don't know. We've been here 12 years now. I don't know how many coats of what have been put on that wall prior to me. But I did uh, wire brush it and uh, sand it down as much as I could. 
because I wanted to put a sealer on there. I think what I used was Zen, Zenzer. Uh, it's a primer yep, sealer. Zenzer. Yep, uh-huh. And actually also I used some uh, uh, dry, dry lock, I think it was called. I forget the brand. You're making a critical mistake here, which everybody makes, and that is you're trying to make your house float. Okay. okay. By putting all of those sealers on, um, you're trying to keep the water out any way you can. We need to stop the water at the source, at the foundation perimeter. That's why the paint is not staying. That's why it's peeling and deteriorating and getting wet because it's getting through. And I bet it gets a lot worse after a heavy rain, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and another thing, we have a lot of springs here. We have an artesian well in our yard and uh, not too far from the house. And there, this area is known to have a lot of springs here. And we did, actually, we had to have a company come in, and they jackhammered all around the edge of the wall in the basement and put in a, a some kind of a drain system. Yeah, and guess what? And, and, and you still have a problem, right? Even though they jackhammered yeah. up your floor. Yep. That's because they've not dealt with the source. The source yep. of the problem is two things. Your gutter system. You've got to have a gutter system. It's yep, got to be properly do. sized. Properly sized means 400 to 600 square feet per spout. The spouts have to extend well beyond the foundation, four to six to eight feet. Okay. It's got to be way out. Secondly, you've got to have proper drainage. The soil around the house has got to slope. I want it to slope six inches down over the first four feet. Then it can trail off after that. Those two things will manage the water at the foundation perimeter. I am not surprised that you paid all that money to have that interior drain system put in and you still have a problem. You're going to have a problem unless you keep the water away from the house. That is the number one leading cause of basement water and moisture issues. Take a look at moneypit.com. Search wet basement. You will find a lot of articles and a lot of discussion about the success that people have had doing those two things which is okay. extending gutters and downspouts and cleaning them and fixing the grading. That'll make the problem go away once and for all. Yeah, we're, we're houses like in a side of a hill, you know, our basement, uh, the patio. We have a patio down in the back. We're a quad-level house, and we are kind of on the side of a hill, and it does slope back. But um, I, th- I think the biggest problem here, to be honest, is, is all the springs. And uh, I don't know. Does if your moisture able- problem get worse after a rainfall? Yes. Then that's it. It's not the springs. The spring after we have a big thaw, that's the worst. <laughs> it's not the spring, okay? It's okay. not the spring. I say it's not the spring because if it was the spring, it would be happening seasonally and not consistent with rainfall. When it happens True. consistent with rainfall, it's drainage, 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 okay? You've got to fix the drainage. Fix the drainage, your problem's going to go away. Sounds like a plan. Gerald, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you, sir. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, it's time to open up those windows to that cooler September weather. Thank goodness. If that's been an issue for you trying to open those windows, you might want to consider new windows that will work properly. We're going to tell you how to replace old, inefficient windows yourself. That's right. I said it yourself. Next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows. 
the number one brand of windows in America. Now enjoy 10% off all special order Anderson windows and patio doors at the Home Depot, including the Anderson 400 series double hung replacement window, making it easy to replace your old windows. Valid through September 12th. See the Home Depot for details. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Now we've got Carl in Texas on the line who's got an, you know, heating, cooling, insulation question. What can we do for you today? Well, we have built a house uh, out at the ranch, a two-story house, uh, and in it we put the spray foam insulation. Walls, ceiling, roof, everything. Okay. Which, by the way, has been an absolutely wonderful thing. The builders tried to convince me that it is cheaper to leave the thermostat set where we want it all the time. Well, I mean, here's what I would do. I I wouldn't. I don't know what how, what temperature you like leaving the air conditioning at, Carl. But I would suggest that you leave it. You know, reasonably high. Like mm, I'm thinking, kind of in the uh, 84-ish area, so that it doesn't get too terribly hot. Not turn it off all the way because his point is that everything in the house holds heat, and when you turn it on, it has to run that much longer to cool everything off, and that's true. But I wouldn't turn it off completely. I think it's a good idea to, to dehumidify the house, which is what the air conditioner does. But I don't think you have to leave it down at 78 or anything like that. I think you can have it like 84, 86 so the house doesn't get too terribly cold uh, and that you will find that it maintains a reasonable temperature. Uh, It doesn't take that long to cool off when you get there. Will you save money? Maybe. It really depends on how much power that system is using and a lot of other factors in terms of how, uh, you know, well-built and insulated your house is. But I, I do think it's probably a good idea to leave it on to a high degree. Uh, when you're not there. Okay, that is what I thought, and you confirmed it, and I appreciate that. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, now it's time for your picture perfect tip presented by Anderson Windows and Patio Doors. And with fall literally around the corner, it is the perfect time to think about replacing leaky, drafty windows in your home. And if this is a project you're interested in, the first thing to understand is that replacement windows unlike new construction windows make this project not only easy it actually is one you can do yourself yep and here's why replacement windows are custom sized to fit existing window openings there's no need to tear off existing siding to install them you just remove the top and bottom sash which is the part you know of the window that opens up and down it slides up and down and the replacement windows then fit inside your existing frames which makes the install super easy and quick you don't need special tools and since replacement windows install from inside your home even windows on the second story are easier to replace. And right now, special order Anderson windows and patio doors at the Home Depot are 10% off through September 12th. Anderson offers the new 400 series tilt wash replacement window that is super energy efficient with low E4 glass that can keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer 
These also have low maintenance exteriors, so there's no painting that's ever needed. And they tilt in for easy cleaning. Yep, and the styles are beautiful. There's a wide selection of hardware that will match any room decor. Check out the 400 series for yourself at andersonwindows.com. And remember, this is a project you can do yourself, and you can special order Anderson windows and patio doors right now through September 12th at the Home Depot and get 10% off. Mary in Florida is working on a siding project. How can we help you with that? Uh, I'd like to know what your opinion is on a product called Hardy Trim. It's spelled H-A-R-D-I-E. I've got some boards on the ends of my house between the uh, brick siding and the roof that needs to be replaced because they're Mm -hmm. getting old and rotting. And this man has recommended that, and I know nothing about it, and I thought I'd see what your opinion was it. Well, it's good stuff. It's uh, it's it's a it's a composite siding product. I actually have um, one of the Hardy products on a garage, uh-huh. and it's called Hardy Shingle. But Hardy Trim and Hardy Plank, it's all the same stuff. Oh, okay. And it's not organic, so it doesn't rot. And it may be available uh, already primed or or actually fully painted. I put the product up on my house was already painted Mm -hmm. and it looks beautiful and it's beautiful so it's really good stuff and i don't think you're going to have any problem with it and it's a good recommendation from this contractor okay well i just didn't know what it was and i wanted to get your opinion all right well thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, for much of the country, our kids are in the home stretch of the summer vacation season. In fact, this could be your very last weekend of hearing, I'm bored. That's right. Coming up, we've got ideas for family do-it-yourself projects that can take the ho-hum out of these last few dog days of summer. So stick around. Live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Liquid Nails. For tough jobs, demand the extraordinary strength of Liquid Nails brand heavy-duty construction adhesive. It bonds a wide range of materials, indoors and out, for a job done once, done right. Learn more about Liquid Nails brand heavy-duty construction adhesive at liquidnails.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit, And one caller who calls us with their question today could win the very versatile Rotosaw from Rotozip. It's a professional-grade saw that's powered by a 5.5-amp motor and handles even the toughest materials without bogging down, including tile, plastic, wood, and laminate. It's worth 70 bucks. Going to go out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Gutter Cleaning 101 with Ken in Delaware. How can we help you today? I have a little weed problem. A weed problem. Growing out of your gutters. Well, the weeds are growing in the gutters. (laughs) Yeah. This would be a clue, Ken. Your gutters are talking to you. They're saying, Ken... Oh, Ken, it's time to clean us. Yeah, and and I've been looking at some of these gutter covering kind of things to keep. I have pine needles, so it's it's difficult to get something to keep them out of it. Right. And if I don't clean them two or three times a year, then, then that's it. So uh, I guess the advice I'm looking for is um, what's your experience or advice on the gutter helmet-like 
products and where you know which which are better and which are worse and what to look for you know the reverse curve type which is uh, the gutter helmets and others that are similar to that work very well except i have some concerns about whether or not they have when they get the situation where there's a lot of water running down the roof all at once like heavy heavy rain maybe a steep roof but i think the best is the mesh type there are a number of mesh types out there uh there's a gutter glove i think is one of them that works very good. And what happens with the mesh is that they never really ever clog. They're made from a really super fine stainless steel uh, mesh with they have where they have like maybe 100 holes per square inch. So the water does go through them, but there's there's never anything that's open enough for those pine needles that you talked about to kind of stick there. Does that make sense? Yes. In fact, I had laying here on my desk somewhere, and I can't find it, um, one of the pamphlets from one of the ones that uh, that has a a microfiber type mesh and it's a, a you know a stainless steel of some sort and they're due to come out next week and give me a, a quote but I wanted to check with you guys to see and girls um, <laughs> to see <laughs> gotta give the tip of the hat to the lady um, you know what's your opinion of, of was and what to look out for well, I'll tell you what, online at moneypit.com, there's an article that I wrote called The Cost of Gutter Guards, Are They Worth It? So if you just go to moneypit.com and you search on the topic of gutter guards once you're on the site, uh, you'll find that story. And we go through a discussion of the reverse curve, the mesh, uh, the bottle brush type. There's nylon types. Uh, there's foam types. Pretty much list them all out there with some links through the different manufacturers. So you can really get a good overview of all of the gutters that are out there gutter guards that are out there and try to determine which one is best for you. Excellent. Thank you for your advice. I appreciate it. Well, if your kids are anything like mine, it's about that time of summer that's the hardest to bear. School is right around the corner and they are looking for something anything to do. <laughs> That's why it's also a good time of year to take on some do-it-yourself projects with your kids. Now, today's kids don't have the same experiences with a hammer and nails. I don't even know what they like, are. <laughs> like I did growing up, but it's a chance for them to learn some skills and have something to show off as well. You know what? You could start with something basic like outdoor furniture, a sandbox, a tree swing, a birdhouse, or this is something my son would love, a small mini golf course. I swear we make these every day out of random things around the house. Anyway, the ideas are endless, and it's something that I bet your kids will never forget. And it's great because they're doing it with you. I mean, it really is a great memory maker. If you'd like some great ideas on projects to get you started with your kids, just Google Money Pit DIY Kids. We've got a whole host of projects on our website at moneypit.com that you will find. All right, time to talk dishwashers with Marsha. Tell us what's going on in your Money Pit. Hi, I really love you guys' show. Um, I bought a portable dishwasher, and I also got a new sink and a faucet put in. And the gentleman that put it in for me um, told me, this is a cheap faucet, isn't it? And I said, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and so um, it didn't last very long, and the dishwasher has broken the faucet. And I want to know how to rectify this problem and what I need to do. And I don't understand why it broke it. <laughs> Well, when you connect a portable dishwasher to a faucet, you usually have a special faucet aerator. Is that correct? That's like the sort of the valve on the end. So is it just that part that's broken, or is it the faucet itself that's broken? It's the faucet itself. And he told me that, too. He said it will probably break the inside of it, and I really didn't understand what he was talking about. Just because of the weight of the dishwasher line, like hanging off the end of the spout and that kind of stuff? And maybe um, any movement. Yeah. Why don't you just replace the faucet? 
Okay, so I can just go. Do I have to buy like a certain faucet? Um, uh, you know what? You could probably repair this faucet, but it wouldn't be worth it because you'd have to you'd have a hard time finding the parts. Most likely, you can buy a good quality kitchen faucet for you know probably I don't know twenty thirty dollars um, at at a home center. Okay, just get a new faucet then. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Leo in Missouri is on the line with a water heating question. How can we help you with that? I'm uh, looking to replace my water heater, and I'm wanting to do a uh, on-demand tankless water mm-hmm. heater. And I'm looking at a couple of different units. One of them is a stainless steel unit, uh, ninety-eight. Uh, the condensing unit, ninety-eight percent condensing. You have an electric. Uh, you, you have electric water, electric hot water. I'm going to do, uh, I want to use propane. Okay. So you're looking at a a condensing propane tankless water heater. Okay. Yes. And uh, it's it's stainless steel, uh, 15-year warranty. They're wanting about $3,000 for it. The other one is a copper, and it's 94% condensing. And they want about fourteen hundred for it. Seems, and it's only got a twelve-year warranty versus the fifteen. It just seems to me that it's not worth twice the expense for. Yeah, that's a you know it's a, it's a fair it's a fair point. I think that uh, tankless water heater is a, a good thing and, and the way, definitely the way to go today. You'll have the on-demand capability of having uh, really an unlimited amount of of hot water there. It's available anytime uh, you need it. Um, there are lots of great manufacturers out there that make them. You should take a look at brands like Rheem, R-H-E-E-M, and Renai. Uh, both yeah, great- Rheem, uh, pardon me, Rheem is the, the copper one, and I think uh, Nevian is the stainless steel one that I'm looking well, at. Well, Rheem is a much more well-known brand, and they make really good products, and they're at the top of their game, so I would not hesitate at all to uh, to invest in a Rheem product. Okay. I appreciate your advice. That was kind of where I was leaning, but I just kind of wanted to hear hear it from somebody else. Well, we're happy to help. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Up next, you might be surprised to hear that it could take years before termite damage is noticeable. That's why we're going to give you some tips on how to look for signs of an infestation before it's too late. You live in a money pit. Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows. Right now at the Home Depot, all special order Anderson Windows patio doors and accessories are 10% off. Replacing windows or patio doors is always a big decision. Saving 10% on Anderson and lowering energy bills? Well, that's easy. And Anderson makes replacing your old drafty windows easy with the new 400 series tilt wash double hung replacement window. Now 10% off at the Home Depot. Valid through October 17, U.S. only. See store for details.
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you might have the AC running right now, but this is the time to take a look at your heating system before you need to start using it. Get your furnace maintained now. Get it serviced. It's smarter than waiting until it gets cold. You will make sure it's running efficiently and safely for the season. If you want to know what a heating pro needs to do when they service your furnace, that's all online at moneypit.com. And while you're there, you can email us or post your question in the community section. And Sandra from Massachusetts writes, we have a 1972 ranch-style home. We recently noticed some wood particles that look like sawdust that seem to be coming from one of the breather holes in the strip of wood to which the gutter is attached. We're worried that this could be termites. What do you think? I have great news for you, Sandra. It's definitely not termites. All right. What is it? (laughs) It's carpenter ants. No. (laughs) Yeah. And by the way, there's no such thing as a breather hole in the strip of wood. Those holes, those perfectly drilled, about three eighths of an inch wide holes are drilled by carpenter ants as they drill and look look for places to uh, create nests. So you've got carpenter ants, my friend, and you need to treat those. There is a powder-based insecticide that a pro can spray into those holes and make them go away. If you want to get rid of them permanently, think about replacing that holy wood with something that's not going to be eatable by carpenter ants or termites, and that might be AZEK, A-Z-E-K. It's a composite PVC product that looks like wood, but they can't eat. If you are wondering if you have termites around your house, you want to look for mud tunnels around the foundation inside and outside your house. Also, tap on all of the floor joists that sit on top of the foundation to see if any of them sound hollow, and check the inside walls with a bright flashlight to see if you see those tubes coming up through the walls. If you do, it's time to call a pro because you would have termites. Mm-mm-mm. Definitely get the pro in there. You'll be super happy you did and sooner than later to get it under control. Well, as summer turns to fall, so begins the Goldilocks season for home improvement. My favorite time of the year because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. It's just right. So September is the time to get lots of home improvement projects done around the house. And Leslie is going to help with some ideas in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. So first up, doing a little maintenance to your hot water this weekend. We'll have you enjoying hot showers all winter long. And really, that's when we want them. Now, regardless of if you've got gas or electric or heating years at your home, they develop a buildup of sediment at the bottom of the tank, and that buildup can cause your water heater to operate inefficiently, and then it's going to shorten the lifespan of the water heater. Now, to keep it working properly, you should drain two gallons of water from the tank twice a year. And it's very important that when you're doing this maintenance that you make sure the water heater is turned off and that you protect yourself from a potential burn. You want to wear thick gloves, long sleeves, and safety goggles. Now, you're going to turn off the water heater about for an hour or so before you begin, and that's going to reduce the temperature of the water in the tank so that you can actually do this project. Now, there are two valves on your water heater. The one near the top is a safety valve that's going to release pressure. Do not touch it. Up on top, do not touch. The one near the bottom is for draining, and that's the only one that should be opened for this purpose. Go ahead, connect a hose to the water heater drain valve, and set it to drain into a sink or outside. And after a short time, that water is going to start to run clear as the sediment washes out. Then close the valve by turning it clockwise, and do not forget to turn your water heater back on. And if you do this twice a year and really keep up on this, you're going to extend that lifespan because normally you're looking at, what, 10 years? Maybe you'll get 12, maybe you'll get 15. I mean, we get calls from people who have a 20-year-old water heater. I don't recommend it, but you never know. <laughs> Depends on if you're feeling lucky or not. You know, exactly. if you have an older water heater like that, you're better <laughs> off replacing it before it makes you 
replace it. Coming up next week on The Money Pit, we're going to talk about dealing with water in the basement. It's one of the number one topics that we get asked about here, and it's got a very easy solution, one that's going to surprise you with simplicity. If you do it once and do it right, you will never have to deal with a wet basement again. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Lessa Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.